Welcome, welcome back to Welcome Back Origins and Adaptations. <laughs> Episode 41. Bar none, our most awkward opening. Well, sorry. That was weird. Welcome back to Origins and Adaptations. You are Andrew. And I am Cody. Yep. That was cool. We just did that yeah. reverse. We introduced <laughs> each other. Um, so we've well, got a pretty sweet show. Yeah. yeah. Episode 41. Should be pretty good. 41. We're almost over the hill. Almost. Now it's... Now it's... I don't know. Uh, recordings. They're weird. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, we're just re- we're reading the show. We have some comic book news. We also have some... Uh, we watched some... We watched visuals. some poignant pieces of material. Yeah. A great documentary. And... Um, Finished off a wonderful series. Yeah, the last two episodes of a great show. And then comics. We'll talk about comics. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about comics all the time. But this is but these... a little different for me, because I get to talk about something I haven't talked about before. Yeah. Which I don't, I... Always, I don't always get to do, because Andrew and I have different approaches to reading comic books. Andrew loves to binge on comics of all sorts, and I am the kind of stubborn... Jerk who I have to be coaxed into reading something. It's got to be like, oh, am I really going to like it? But consequently, there have been very few things that I've ever read that I didn't like. Yeah. Um, I, I really only read things that people recommend me that I, you know. There, there are things that I've liked less than I was told that I would like. Um, yeah. To explain myself, I really enjoyed Old Man Logan when people told me that it was the greatest Wolverine read. I was like, oh, sweet. And then I read it, and I was like, no. Wait, the greatest Wolverine? I've had at least two men. Two men. Two men. Two men in my life who have told who have told me that uh, Old Man Logan is the supreme, like, superior Wolverine read. If you're into dark stuff and don't care about life, <laughs> then yeah. It's a really depressing I mean, it's Real. good. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's well written. It's probably it probably is my favorite Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Read. Is it really? Yeah. Well, that's because I don't like Wolverine, and so like the world is what makes it my favorite. Mm. You like the Mad Max? Yeah, kind and of. I like Blind Hawkeye. Is awesome. Yeah, he was really old, cool. There old were man Hawkeye. There were things about it that I liked, but I think for someone who like myself, is a huge Wolverine fan, is a huge Logan fan. It doesn't really give you all the... Uh, no, the Claremont... It doesn't It doesn't give you that any of that The Claremont flair. Wolverine is the... I would say is the... The, the go-to. Epitome. Yeah, epitome. Epitome. Epi- the epitome. Epitome um, of Wolverine reads. You know, actually, my favorite, favorite, favorite Wolverine read is still Weapon X, uh... I yeah. just I can't I can't praise Barry Windsor Smith enough for actually writing and doing the artwork all by himself. Well, I mean that's the first time they gave Wolverine like his start. Yeah, and it's kind of a because for those kind of who a trip. do not know, Wolverine actually first appeared in a Hulk issue where this he fought true. Hulk. This is true, uh, and he didn't have an origin story. Well, well yeah, Wolverine himself. Man, I, I I really should know this, but if I'm not mistaken, Wolverine himself debuted totally separate from the X Men, and I want to say it was around the same time as when the X Men were first coming out. Even though I don't think he joined the X Men team until quite a bit later. Yeah. Am I wrong there, or is that about no, is that about right? I mean, he yeah, because he, jo- he, he joined he joined way de- later. He debuted with the Hulk, with Hulk, the Hulk issue, but he had his own yeah. thing. And what's funny is. Um, he had a very similar color coordinated costume to what would end up becoming his '90s cartoon costume, mm-hmm. and then they just replaced the brown with the blue. yeah, and then they went back and forth. Yeah, interesting. Um, do you know who designed the costume for Logan Wolverine? I should I should say nope, no idea. The person who wrote that drew that issue of Hulk. Most you, likely. you know who. Uh, you know, you know who uh, didn't create Logan? Bob Brian. Kane. 
You don't it's know how Bob Kane did. Okay, just kidding. Okay, no, okay, it's a little, right. a little teaser. That's way far ahead, man. It's a teaser. You got a whole thing going. No, I know. I thought that would be a good little Easter egg to throw yeah, in there. Yeah, little, little teaser foreshadow. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so I don't know why we got into that, but that's cool. I wanted uh, to talk about Wolverine, Old Man Logan. That's right. We talked about that. Oh, 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 I remember what it was. Dude, I got, like... I was gonna say, I read something this week that I really enjoyed, and it's nice when right, it actually right. pans out. Yeah. And, uh, I was, I was just saying, Wolver, Old Man Logan is an example of me liking something, but I liked it less than I thought I would. It was hyped up more. It was hyped up, yeah. yeah. So... I got those three trades on Friday. Guess when I finished them. That night. Yeah, I did. I saw your Insta post. Oh, that's right. And I went running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you finishing three trades in a Friday night is nothing new. No. No. <laughs> uh, that's Andrew's bread and butter. Finishing three I trades. I just remember, night. like, we got home, and then I, like, left for 20 minutes, and then came back and was like, that was a good read. And you're like, did you just read that whole trade? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we got home from eating, and I was just like, "Yeah, I finished it." Yeah, it's funny. I don't know. I I devour information very quickly. I think for me, um, as far as like reading multiple trades in one night, I am impatient. I'm an impatient reader. I need little breaks. Okay. Um, so I'll read through a few pages quickly, and then sometimes with comic books, not with novels obviously because there's no artwork but with comic books i usually end up going back and turning the page and looking at artwork yeah um i I get easily distracted so i uh i also i like it's very feeling immersed in it so it's very very rare for me to go back and look at a page it's probably why you're a fast comic book reader yeah which is weird because i know a lot of people or like, oh, I read the comics for the art. Whereas, I do, and I love how it looks, but to me, the how it looks... Well, it sets it apart for you, otherwise you just read novels if you <clears throat> preferred novels. Yeah, and like, having that there enhances my experience. It doesn't, like, I'm not there to look at the pictures. Mm. Um, I'm there to have a story be shown to me and told to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always big on having the writer or the artist determine what the characters look like for me mm-hmm. I really like that. I don't know why like with books and stuff whenever I can see like oh these are sketch drawings of these characters mm-hmm. it really helps me yeah um, because I'll try to imagine it and then what happens is when the author does inevitably show like off their character I go that's not what I imagined at all. Dude, it, it's uh, it so funny how, of, how often that happens to me. Yeah. I, I've heard people say, like, oh, these are, these movies are exactly how I imagined they would look. Yeah. Really? That's, exactly. not at all, that's not at all how I imagined it would look in my when I first read it or when I first, you know, got the idea in my head. Yeah. The funny thing is when there's... Harry Potter's w- an exception. The first Harry Potter, I, th- I thought, looked pretty much yeah. how the books described it. I think, like, the weirdest thing is we have going on right now a phenomenon, which is comic book movies, and they get visuals so wrong, yet they can get visuals from, like, novels that don't have pictures whatsoever. Mm -hmm. They can get that down to the T. Yeah, that's weird. But we have comic books which show you what the characters are. And they just ruin it. Or the vehicles or, like, the places yeah. the locations, and they just like, botch it. It's just there. I It boggles my mind. Well, I mean, being someone who reads books and reads comics and has friends who do usually one or the other, mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of people who read novels who are like, oh my gosh, they never get book uh, book-based movies right. And I was like, you guys are spoiled. They've never even, with the exception of, like, V for Vendetta... Watchmen and a few select others, mm-hmm. like they rarely do a straight to screen graphic novel story. Yeah, they rarely do that. It's almost always a reinterpretation. Yeah, 
and I don't want to I don't want to stay on that topic for too long because <laughs> I, I could piss and moan on that for yeah. too long. Like, and even with ones that they have done it for, like with the animated movies, the Killing Joke. Yeah, you had perfect source material. Just just do you it. You just took a giant whiz all over it yeah. by adding things that didn't need to be in there. Yeah, it's it's crazy <laughs> that they could do that and get away with it. But it's 2017. 2017. We don't get out alive. Yeah. <laughs> no one gets out alive. All right. Um, uh, let's carry on. Yeah, let's get on with the show. Yeah. Like the rest of the show. Uh, first of all, news. news. In this week's, uh, I mean, quite a bit of news came out. Uh, first of all, Hellboy is getting a movie reboot. And I'm not too happy. Uh, it's going to be rated R. I don't know why that was a, a point that needed to be made in the article. or in the Yeah, what is it, Punisher? I, I mean, it isn't, I mean it, isn't, it isn't like Hellboy is Punisher or Deadpool. It's no, movie. I mean, they can go darker with it, which is cool. They can, but that's kind of what, in my opinion, what was the charm of the... Uh, well, the movies, of but the, the, of the, whatchamacallit. The comic, the comic books are very dark. Aren't, uh... Doesn't that depend on the run, or is, is there not one for each separate, like, run? Is, isn't, is, well, there, is there not a... The Separate adult run, and then like a no, Hellboy's done by like one dude. Okay, uh, and he's the one that's heading this up. So I guess like if I knew that's nothing fair. about the Hellboy movies, mm-hmm. I would be excited for this. If I knew nothing, this would be great. This is awesome. The person they're getting to play Hellboy is a good cast. It's Hopper from Stranger Things. God, what's his name? He's he's a badass actor. Yeah, I can never so, remember. His, I can never yeah. remember his name, but good actor, good choice. He looks like he could be a good Hellboy. Yeah, and has the elements for everything for me to enjoy it, except for the fact, except for the fact that they have been trying to get a Hellboy three done by Del Toro with Ron Perlman. Yeah, for the longest time, and just they're like, nope, we're never going to do it. We're never going to do it. Uh, they keep denying Del Toro to make the third movie to his trilogy. Uh, and we, I thought we had hope, there was hope, but then, uh, a year ago, Ron Perlman said it's never going to happen. Um, it was just kind of, like, I want a third one of those movies, because I love the first two movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they did change things, but they kept the characters the same. Um, Ron Perlman is an awesome Hellboy. The actor... They got to play Abe Sapien, mm-hmm. which is... Voice actors are different from the first two, but it's the same physical actor. Mm-hmm. And he's amazing in everything he does. I always forget his name. But he's also the uh, pale face from uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Right, you said that when we yeah. were watching it. We watched he's, that, what, a year... We watched those movies about a year ago? Would you say? More than a year ago. Was it about a year ago? It was like ago? when you first got here. No, it wasn't. It was... I had already moved into the second room. It was about a year and a half ago, I think. It was it was a while ago. You moved into the second room. It was no. I we would have watched it in here. No, we well no because we watched those movies with a couple other people. No, nope. it wasn't just you and I. I'm pretty sure when we watched the second well, the second one, I did not see until 2016. Because it was you the and the first I... one maybe maybe not, but the second one I remember watching. Because we watched both of them right after each other. It was. No, it was it was a little bit in between. I can't, I couldn't I remember the night. Well, okay. we, no, we re okay. No, we, we watched we, them back to back. We rewatched the first one though. We did we did rewatch it. You might have watched it with someone else the first time. I thought you showed it to me. Mm-mm. I've only seen Hellboy the first Hellboy once in the past couple of years. I like I did show it to you again. I mean, you might have tried to watch it. You think it's been that long since we watched it? Because I've only seen the second one one time. Yes, and it was with me. And I remember, like, the first one ended, and I was like, we need to watch the second one. Because the second one is the one I actually wanted to show you the most. With that crazy gold room at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's... The, the uh, awesome. gold golem army. Yeah. I'm trying to... I'm just trying to think. Um, we did watch them back to back... At one point, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen the first one twice now. I've seen it many a time. I remember when it came out in theater. I saw. It I remember people the saying it was good, and then I just couldn't get into it, and just because I don't know, I wasn't open to 
occult comic book stuff. Weirder. I mean, he, he Hellboy's a weirder character. Yeah. There are a lot of things. I mean, he's... now that I find intriguing about characters that used to pick up, yeah. used to annoy me. Like, why are this idiot's uh, horns sawed off? I don't want to learn about any backstory. Like, just like you know, what? Well, I was fourteen <laughs> when that movie came out, or fifteen. Oh. I was pretty young. Weren't you really? Weren't you pretty? I think I was like nine or ten. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But you loved were, it. You're still into it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was just like, what is this guy? And of course now, I love those movies. It's yeah. great. You have, to, you have to remember. You have to remember. Like, I'm a person who. There's nothing that will. Visually, there will. There's nothing that would stop me from learning about a character, even when you were nine years old. Yeah. I was just I was just different. I, mean, I watched, I watched and read, and played Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That was my bread and butter. Digimon, you got you have crazy characters, mm-hmm. and that. Um, so I grew up with monsters and. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it was just creatures. like the style of Hellboy when I first when I first saw the movies. I was like, ah, it doesn't look bad, but it just didn't. Yeah, look like it was for me. And of course, I th- I thought it was going to be a lot darker than it actually was. Which, so, the comics are. Uh, and so, like, as fun and as adventurous as those are, that's why the rated R makes sense. Because if they're going closer to what the comics comic books are, it is very dark stuff. Um, which, you just don't think that it's going to make for a better movie experience. I mean, I just don't know why they had to put it in the headline. Gotcha. Like, they're like, Hellboy, rated R. But you also like, would prefer a Perlman Del Toro movie. I want a third... Del Toro for only movie justice. You I would want, you would you would prefer want, that over. I want filmmaker justice is what I want. Yeah. You prefer um, that over a reboot. Yeah, do that and then reboot it in the next ten years. You know, okay. So my issue with reboots is only reboot it if the prior uh, series was a miserable failure. Those two movies are great. Yeah, it would have been nice for a third one. Yeah. Yes, I'm on your side. Justice. Um, yeah. I'm probably still going to see the movie. But I'm not going to like it. I might like it. But I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to... I'm not going to... I'm conflicted because I should see the movie for, you know, our show. For educational for purposes. For educational purposes. But I don't want to support it monetarily. <laughs> but, like, I, I should probably be educated for the masses. Have you ever read uh, Hellboy comics? Yes. Um, what do you think of the darker style in the comics? I mean, it fits it. I mean, they're dealing with occult monsters. So they're dealing with demons and witches and different fantasy creatures that tear people to pieces because they're creatures. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. But fun? Yeah, really fun. Really fun. Great Uh, art style. Nice. Yeah, that's what I've noticed. The cover art is pretty sweet on all of them that I've seen. Um... So, the next on the list is Zendaya, which I had a whole rant about this, about who she is. Uh, confirmed she is not MJ in the upcoming uh, Spider-Man Homecoming movie. Mm. Uh, there's a plethora of characters she could be. I'm hoping she's Gloria. Or um, some other chick Peter's interacted with. Mm. I don't know. Mm. But... That was just a little small little tidbit. Very happy. Next topic is kind of big. There is rumors that a Dread TV show might be happening. Hmm. Uh, It's going to be like a Dread core. So it's not... It's weird. I think it's set in the world of Dread. And it's all the different judges. Mm -hmm. And it follows judges. But I don't know if it's... Not particularly him. I don't know if it's him. That's what worries me. See, that's, um, you know why that's annoying? Because he's what makes it. He is, and we haven't really been given sufficient dread. Yeah. So it's like, give us some dread, yeah. then give us the side I story. I think their problem is, is they don't know if they can get Carl Urban. Yeah. Uh, and if they can't get Carl Urban to be dread, that's going to be a lackluster <laughs> movie. Yeah. Or TV show. So What if they got Sylvester Stallone? Oh my gosh. I am the Uh... Yeah, so I'm cautiously optimistic. I also have not been watching superhero TV shows 
at all. So, except for we finished one, but yes, that is something that I have definitely put on the back burner because it's getting exhausting. TV uh, shows for superheroes? Yeah. There's... They're not meeting my expectations. <sighs> okay. Yeah, so... Except for, they, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D., but I just haven't watched that. There, are, There's two sides to that sword for me. So, I will say... Part of it is there's too many of them. Yes. And Zan. <laughs> and the other thing is... Most of them aren't that good. I no. mean, I'm sorry to be super critical, but um, a lot of times people tell me like, oh yeah, I've heard about Gotham, I really want to get into that show, and I just want to say, don't bother. Yeah. And they're like, why? And I, I don't really say anything, I just, I don't like being that guy who just, you know. Just, Some people I, I, like I don't, it. I don't like ranting on people's parades, so I just, yeah. I just nod my head and go, oh, huh. Yeah. Maybe you should try Gotham out. So I just I just say that. When I want to say, like, why would you bother with a piece of crap like that? Yeah. It was... Like... I tried. I think I got halfway through season I like one. adaptations and reinterpretations, but I don't like bastardizations, and that is what Gotham is. Yeah. It is just... And that's what Arrow is. Yeah. Yeah. And From everything that I've gathered gathered about Arrow, it's just a big hodgepodge like slew of also how season 3 of Flash just destroying the characters what's up? it's also how season 3 of Flash is that's sad that's what I heard that's why I didn't get into it yeah I haven't watched any season (laughs) 3 I think I might have watched watched, the first episode I watched one episode and I'm like this is bad this is bad cause the middle onward of the first season and the beginning of the second season were awesome. Yes, very solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was even, a, even there was the, some moments where I was like, oh, wow, even I mean, I'm liking clo- this a lot. Like, closer to the... That whole Zoom scene where he, like, crushes Barry, that scene was awesome. I guess, yeah, the ending of the second season was really good, too. I just remember really liking... Not all of the ending. I just, so. remember, I just remember liking the first half of that season more. Well, that's because it had Patty, Patty Spivitt, and she's the greatest character known to man. She's and, the greatest woman in histories. And she is the greatest woman in histories, and <laughs> uh, they were foolish to get rid of her. Foolish! Maybe that's why I don't like season three. Because there's no Patty Spivitt. Yeah, the CW knows how to kick DC fans in the balls, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're like, give me your hand. I'm like, oh. Yeah! They're like, I'm like <laughs> we're going, they're going to take me on a magical journey. And yeah. I stand up, and then they just kick me right yeah. in the nuts. They're just like, yeah! Yeah! Take and that! And then I'm just like, why? Why would you do that to me? I just think about that uh, John Mulaney bit, but I paraphrase it with uh, CW. It's like, because we're CW, <laughs> and life is a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the CW. Yep. So it's let's, just terrible. Let's let's carry on, wayward son. Carry on, wayward son. Uh, speaking of TV shows, Deadpool animated. Uh, that's English language is my second. Um, Deadpool <laughs> is getting an animated TV show. Uh, it's going to be done by the people that do Archer. Uh, they also did the show Frisky Dingo. Really good stuff. Really hilarious. I've always loved all that. Um, and it's going to be headed up by Donald Glover, which is interesting. But he is a fantastic comedic talent, so really multi-talented guy. Yeah, uh, but interesting that they're doing an anime TV show. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be more in lines with the comics, uh, especially with it being the Archer people. So it's probably going to be on FX. So it has more of a mature tone to it, mm. which is Deadpool. I don't know why I said more because. The Deadpool movie is very mature, so maybe because I'm thinking like anime. Wait, so what? Wait, what, what? What did you say? Did you say it had a more mature tone or a more immature tone? Mature. I said it's going to have a more mature tone to it. I was like, the one movie that's out is a very mature movie. It also depends what you mean by mature. If you mean in terms of risque Child, content, childish 
versus not yeah. childish. Well, yeah, because Deadpool is a childish character. Yes, he's but he's also he's immature in the sense that yes. personality wise. But it's all immature. but it's very mature content. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Whereas Punisher is both. He is just mature is in every way possible. And he's maybe the most serious. Would you say the Punisher is maybe the most serious character of all time in comics? The Punisher. I don't think it gets any more just dark and stern and grim than Punisher. Because Deadpool's got a comedic side. He's got a there's a lightness yeah. to it. Yeah. I'm it's brutal. To, but I'm just trying to think. Uh, I don't know. There's. Um, I mean, you have Nuke. But. I'm not, like, hella familiar with Nuke. Well, you've seen him uh, have sex with Hellcat in the Jessica Jones yeah. TV show. I'm just not very familiar with, like, you know... I know. The I'm just... I just... Oh. That, that character bothered me so much in that. Um, that was around the time when I was like... It only took that one episode where that happens. Yeah. For me to be like, yeah... Nah, I'm good. <laughs> have you not watched it since? No. Yeah. No, I liked the first four episodes, and then the fifth one started out like, oh, this is kind of... I don't like it anymore, really. Yeah. Like, you just like, I don't know. Is that around the time in the show that you thought that I would go off? Or did you, or did you uh, predict where I would stop? Did you predict where I would lose interest? No. I wasn't trying to do that because the fact that you were interested in the show already exceeded my expectations <laughs> so uh someone told me it was a fantastic show yeah and that i would love it and that it was better than daredevil i still don't understand that to this i day. you and me both brother don't you're like a father else. to me <laughs> <laughs> all right uh but yeah uh then also sad yesterday um an actor powers booth passed away and the reason we're talking about this is because he was, uh, for those who just watch the movies, um, he was one of the security council in the Avengers movie. Uh, he was Gideon Malik. He was the like the stern voice that was telling Nick Fury to nuke the the wormhole mm-hmm. instead of you know trying to figure out how to stop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those who are invested in the Shield TV show, he is. Uh, Gideon Malik is also one of the heads of Hydra, um, and he ends up being in the third season. And what's so, what's so important about his character is he's the one that goes and tries to retrieve Hive um, from the this random outworld area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those that don't don't know, Hive is like the embodiment of what Hydra is. Gotcha. <clears throat> and so. His whole thing was, go get Hydra, with Hydra I will, or go get Hive, with Hive I can take over the world. Um, ends up backfiring on him. Uh, Hydra, and Hive becomes the death of him. Uh, he also uh, loses his daughter. Um, Hive kills his daughter right in front of him by sed- kind of seducing her, being like, I have, to the point where she's like, oh, I'm like, I'm going to be with him. I'm in love with him. And, like, as soon as, like, the pinnacle moment of the relationship's about to happen, Hive uh, just sucks the life out of her right in front of her dad. Mm. And it's like, you have no power over me. So, really good stuff. Uh, but it's sad to see him go. Really talented actor. I know he's won a couple couple of enemies for different stuff. Uh, but, yeah. So, no more. I mean, his character died in the TV show, too. So, it's like... But that's, I mean, it's yeah. sad. He was, I think he was only like 68. Like, really young. I mean, not really young. But, but young enough that it's like, uh, it's like you didn't, yeah. didn't feel like his life was quite topped off yet. Yeah. Well, alright, so we got here... Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns teases Doomsday Clock for Doomsday later Clock. this year. Yeah. Mysteries. Uh, yeah, so Jeff Johns, the infamous... Wonderful, beautiful Jeff Johns, creative director of DC Comics right now, uh, is heading up a kind of like rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be its own set thing. He mm-hmm. said there's no, there's not going to be any crossovers. There's not going to be any uh, 
tie-ins. There's not. It's going to be its own thing, and it's the Doomsday Clock, which for those that don't know, it's the uh, end of the world. That is it Manhattan or is it Adrian? Sets up in Watchmen. Oh, it's 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 um, it's not Manhattan. It's why am I forget? It's Ozymandias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adrian. Yeah, um, he sets up the Doomsday Clock, and it's basically what he kill plans to. You know. Yeah, November fifteenth, I think, is the date. And uh, I mean, I can I can talk about what happens at the end of Watchmen, right? It's an old comic. Yeah, it's an old comic, and the movie's been out for a while. All right. Yeah, so, I mean, he planned to kill off a bunch of people in order to save more. Yeah. But the other Watchmen are like, but this is crazy. What are you doing? You're still killing killing millions of people. Yeah. Yeah. In the movie, it was him channeling Dr. Manhattan's energy through this some sort of explosion and then in the book it's a big giant octopus monster <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny because it's, it's really funny too because it's this super dark grim comic book and then there's just this octopus monster this kind of like what's that it's like, a, like, a, like a big kraken of sorts yeah it's weird and, it's and like, it, why is this in why is yeah this like here? where did he get that I don't know that's a weird idea yeah which some people have said like they praised the movie for that they changed that yeah that was because it makes more sense for him to use dr manhattan yeah uh, and then and also to just not have a kraken in the middle of yeah. new york well then there's also this it was a cool like i watched a just a video essay on Watchmen, and that like in the comic book itself it very seldomly uh, praises violence like you barely see it that much and like bloody violence mm-hmm. um, and then at the very end with the whole Kraken thing in the comic book there's a lot of blood and like it's just this like it's a huge impact because you're like what the heck that's crazy that's a like the movie show death. the movie shows way more death and grossness yeah, than the, the movie book. definitely did not uh, see that subtle allegory no. And just definitely full on went with Alan the Moore's of It is Alan Moore, right? Alan, Alan Moore, yeah. Alan Moore's telling of the story is more tasteful than the movie. Yes. Way more tasteful. The movie's just visually well spectacular. Done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Which is you know, what you can do with it when you have good source material, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. But and that, that who, just, am I, who am I to Seriously, though, who am I to talk trash about a director? I can't direct my way out of a paper bag. I wouldn't know what I'd be doing. I'm just saying, Snyder has a reputation for butchering source good, good source material. Yeah. No, he, he somehow made me hate Superman. Yeah. Yeah. That's really hard to do. Even when he's, like, goofy and cheesy. Mm-hmm. Like, I still like Ralph's Superman. Brandon Ralph? Yeah. I didn't really mind his take. I didn't really mind anyone in that movie. It was the screenplay. It's just boring. It's just boring movie. Yeah. Yeah. No. Let me get shot Ke- in the Kevin eye. Spacey as Lex Luthor is. He awesome. he might actually. Okay. Now this is speaking from the heart of someone who has so much love and nostalgia for the original ones, and I, you know, Gene Hackman overall is still, I think, one of the greatest actors of all time. Yeah. Maybe even better overall than Kevin Spacey throughout his career. If you're going to compare the careers of the two guys. Yeah. But I think Spacey was the better. Lex Luthor. Yeah. And uh, even he couldn't save it. Nope. Because Lex's plan was lame. Yes. It was the same plan as he had in the original one, but worse. Let's have an island of kryptonite. In the first one, he was going to destroy California and create his own new California. Which actually sounds quite a bit like the old Lex Luthor from the comics. Yeah. But in this one, he's going to make a kryptonite island. It sounds like a really, really crappy like, like what, idea like, for like a B-level Superman villain. Yeah, why... I don't remember. Was he going to do something with the kryptonite island? Live there, I guess. So the... <laughs> Why would Superman need to go there? Well, also, he killed Superman, so once you've killed <laughs> Superman, what good does a kryptonite island do you? Yeah. 
I just like it was a it was a ridiculous plot. Yeah, I don't. But but, but no, okay. Good old Brian Singer. But you but you were the right. Greatest though. the greatest mind to give us X Men movies. But no, you you are right though about Brandon Ruth. He was not that bad of a yeah. Superman. No, uh, they just BVS just made me dislike Superman so much. He's just kind of a grumpy little wench. Yeah, he's never smiling. Yeah, I mean, I just finished the Injustice Two game, and that made me not enjoy Superman. But the yeah. the new game made you yeah. Not enjoy it because he's he's evil. Mm. It's an evil Superman, mm. so it's it's hard to enjoy. Yeah, but it's a corrupted Superman to me was always like I know some people who think that when Superman is like corrupted or when he goes evil or there's those random stories that have they had a lot of those in the in like the sixties and seventies and eighties where like someone was controlling his mind because he's born yeah. with magic and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I always got depressed whenever that happened because it's like I want to. I mean, I want to see Superman smile while he's struggling. You know, that's just kind of how he's always been. He's oh, like, he smiles in this. But I don't mean the evil smile. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't mean the evil like grin. Yeah. Which, uh, there was this old issue that my grandfather had that he gave me, uh, from, like, 1968, I think it was. It was a World's Finest comic book, and it's got the demon Superman in it. Okay. And some of his faces are terrifying. Yeah. And e- even with the old cheesy art style, which, actually, I-, I like it. I think it was Neil Adams who drew it, but it's the cheesier era. Um, even with that, like, his faces are like, <laughs> like, he just, he looks like he's on some bad drug. Yeah. But so, yeah. uh, so Jeff Johns teases the Doomsday Clock. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be its own thing. We're hoping, at least we as, I mean the community, uh, of comic books, is that it releases November fifteenth. How cool would that be if the first issue releases the day the Doomsday Clock was supposed to happen? That'd be really cool. That would be legit. I'm excited. Jeff Johns is awesome. Rebirth has been the best thing DC has put out in years. Um, so, I, I was going to ask you, I mean, I know we have our time constraints, but I wanted to ask you, uh, favorite Rebirth titles thus far? Superman. Any any other Oh, ones? and Nightwing. Okay, but, cool. Yeah. Titans. Superman. Titans good. Superman's awesome. Superman's the best. Like, it's, it's brought the old Superman back. Just the fun... Boy Scout. Nice. Superman. Like that. My boy. Yeah. My boy. Like, as as cool as it is seeing Inju- Injustice is an Elseworld story. Mm-hmm. So, that's cool. But it got really daunting mm-hmm. um, by the end of it. Just because, like, I, I want my Superman. Mm-hmm. And I'm already getting this depressed, like not himself Superman in my in the movies. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just... It's getting to the point where I I would really, really like uh, for my superheroes to be the good guys <laughs> uh, in, yeah. in movies. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, we're getting with Marvel. that They're all there. That reminds but... me, people were talking about Batman's uh, hatred and plots against Superman. They were, they were saying the plots that he had would have been good Lex Luthor plots. Yeah, no, if you just re- if you replaced Batman with Lex Luthor in this movie and the actor, uh, it would have been a phenomenal Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. See, here's an idea that I had had a, a long time ago, um, and it's resurfacing in my mind right now. Why not have it be like Batman's not really sure, but like he wants to believe in Superman... Have Lex be plotting a Superman and just call it a world's finest movie. How freaking cool would that have been? That would have been cool too, Cody. I'm just saying. I'm pretty there, sure literally there, any there other are, idea than what this movie was could have been a cool movie. I'm just saying. I, I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's not like there weren't other options and they went with this option. Yeah. 
I understand this convoluted mess. I understand that we've been complaining about this for months and months and months, but like a year now. Yeah, over a year we've complained about this movie. It what, will what, haunt what, our dreams. What, 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 what month did BVS come out? March. Did they come out in March? Yeah. Because wow. Civil War came out in May. It's been a year since Civil War. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but so that should be interesting. The movie is uh, the the story arc is going to be a an interaction between Doctor Manhattan and Superman. So they're not going to fight because Doctor Manhattan can atomize people. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's going to happen. But it's they. John said he ha- he was inspired by the last election cycle. Mm. So, pretty cool just seeing what what could happen. Yeah, Dr. Manhattan is really <clears throat> on a whole on a whole other level from any other character. Yeah, he's um people have always said he was like the Superman of Watchmen. No. He's he, on another level. Yeah. Superman Superman in has, some ways is more powerful. I, there there's things Superman can do that I don't know that Dr. Manhattan could actually physically do but he can use his mind to do yeah you know what i mean like dr manhattan can just incinerate things with his mind yeah whereas superman can punch apart planets with his fist yeah and that's the difference yeah i would say um but the thing is that superman would just find a way to come back anyway as he always does as he always as he always does so it wouldn't matter if he was if he was killed dead in a fight also the writers have come up with awesome ways to bring him back uh but yes, that should be exciting. Mm. Next is uh, Gifted. Guess what Gifted is, my dear Cody? A program? Sure. No. <laughs> no. What is Gifted is an X-Men TV show uh, coming to Fox. So uh, I was right. It's a TV program. It is a program. You were correct. <laughs> it does not look good at all. Oh. Uh, and it's uh, a group of misfit mutants. Misfit toys. Sorry. Yeah. Mis- no, it's misfit, misfit mutants, mutants. Who? Yeah. I don't know. It just looks bad. Like I saw the the trailer came out today. Uh, does not look good. Maybe it was yesterday. I'm gonna have to watch it tonight. I actually didn't know it came out. Yeah. It's a. Uh... Hmm. I don't know how to. I haven't heard anyone it. talk about it. Yeah. No reason to. It's, yeah, a couple of, I think two kids have telekinesis, or one has telepathy, mm. in the same form of, like, Xavier. Mm. I don't know. I just want more Legion. I, I need to watch more Legion. I only watched, like, the first episode with you and your brother. I watched all the episodes. It's really good. How many are there? Eight. And I think it's like chapter one, chapter two. Nice. Like the episode. But you really loved it? Yeah, really good. Really good stuff. Uh, Then, final news of the week. Power Rangers, Zack. So, I forget his name. Um, I can't remember his name either. Yeah, the new Power Rangers, the new Power Rangers movie. He has been casted for the Aquaman movie. When I read that, I was like, heck yes, he's going to be Garth. This is going to be a really good move. Like, this is a good move. Mm -hmm. Like, having him play Garth, Aqualad, Mm -hmm. that would be awesome. He is playing Merc, who is like this giant jacked dude, who is... I'm like, what? And he's like the head of Aquaman's army. I'm just just like, this is a weird casting. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if he gets... If he beefs up for the role, totally cool. But he has a young face. It's like... Merc he is just looks the, like a kid. Yeah, Merc is the hardened general. And she's like, what the heck? That's a weird... That's a weird cast. I've been saying... I've been saying psych- for a while now, I think I think they're casting too many young people in movies. Like, every... Yeah. Frickin' everyone in every movie now is getting younger. Yeah. Like, the... The, like, elder, like elder roles. Yeah. They're now, like, people who are, like, in their early 30s. And it's like you're. That's not. That's not an age to be like a seasoned veteran at. You'd still be like in the prime of your career. Reminds me of. uh, There's a part in Arrow, where, I mean, I don't know. This doesn't surprise anyone, but there's a character called 
uh, oh, what's his name? He's a boxer. He's like an MMA fighter. And the character in Arrow. Yeah, and he like in the comics he's like in he's like in his fifties, and and he's like this. He used to be one of the old heroes, mm-hmm. and he was a vigilante, and then they <laughs> they bring him in. And it's this dude who's like twenty five, <laughs> and and he's like, well, you have to like, ca- you have to keep the characters characters good looking and appealing like, to young people. That's all the they care about is, anymore in movies. They kept the same backstory. That's so, what... <laughs> so he's supposed to be like this retired MMA fighter, and he's like twenty eight. Yeah, and he's like he's like I've been in the game a long time. I'm like. Five years? It's a long time. Long time, huh? Um, Yeah, and then there's, like, this moment where Ollie... Oh, that whole thing was terrible because, like, he he was framed for the death, like, for the murder of his old partner, Mm -hmm. which he didn't do. Uh, And then Ollie, Green Arrow, he's just like, I don't trust him. He might have killed this man. I'm like, hey... Green Arrow, remember when you killed all those people in season one? <laughs> We're just going to ignore that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Season season three, everybody. Such such a great season for Green Arrow. Yeah, I know a lot of people who like it. None of whom read comic books. There we go. Okay. Uh. So, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm hoping they're psyching us out. And that he's going to play Garth. In my mind, he'll just always be Garth. Even if his name is Merc, he's going to be Aqualad. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great time, Cody. These movies, I'm going to have different expectations. Yeah. Wonder Woman comes out next month. It's coming soon. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's it for news. Uh, now on to the good stuff. Yeah, this is what we are really excited for. This is what we're really excited for, ladies and gentlemen. Batman and Bill. So, for those who do not know, Batman and Bill is a documentary on Hulu uh, about the actual creator of Batman. Um, now, who is what's what's the name of the guy who made it? We really should have remembered that. I feel bad. Oh, the documentary guy. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Does that people... is that is poignant because this okay? I, I actually one thing I want to say is the yeah. Please look it up. The gentleman who made this documentary did such a fantastic job researching. Before I get into any of the content of what Bill Finger did for Batman, I really really want to stress how well made and emotional mm-hmm. this documentary was. Uh, it was. Uh, it really did a, a 180 on me as far as like what I knew about the creation of Batman and what a crazy untold story there was for Bill Finger yeah, and his family. It yeah. wasn't just him, it was his family that was uh, you know a big part of this documentary. And uh, there was a lot of emotional weight in this documentary and this guy did a fantastic job capturing all the emotions of um, his family, especially his granddaughter, during the times when they were trying to get DC to give Bill Finger the rights, mm-hmm. some rights to Batman. Did, did you find it? Well, so the documentary is different than the person who... The, different than the guy. Okay. There's documentary directors and filmmakers. Okay, yeah. Um, I see Mark Tyler. Okay. Mark Nobleman. That's Mark it. Nobleman. Nobleman. I remember that last name. Um, anyways, he really w- spared no expense. Went completely out of his way to dig up, yeah, as much information as he possibly could about this just great genius of Batman. And Bill apparently invented things. I had no idea. It was him who invented it. The first time you heard you hear Dark Knight Detective ever used in a Batman comic book was used by him. Bill Finger. He came up with the vehicles, Robin, the Joker, the Batcave, uh, the use of large props, which is a, a mainstay in Batman for about 15 years. 
Yeah. That's cre- that's just incredible. Um, but I'd like Andrew to start us off with uh, the the main theme of the documentary. Uh, as the... far as like the what people often misconstrue as or who people miss often misconstrue as the creator of Fat Man. Yeah, so it's pretty much um everyone has always thought and for good reason like it's not anyone's fault um well it is one man's fault yeah it's uh, one person's fault and it's this person bob kane um has been hailed as the creator of batman mm-hmm. forever uh and he has taken credit he has he he profited off of batman for all pretty much all of his life mm-hmm. and he, he passed away even with his headstone pretty much saying that he's saying how he, he was generous he, yeah not he, even just that but like that he, he was, was Batman. oh yeah no no that he that he was generous that he was humble that he was um the uh, dark knight what was the and that was the the other word compassionate, compassionate yeah and that he was basically bruce wayne himself yeah and nobleman was saying this man may have been this way to his family. I'd like to hope for the best, but yeah. professionally, he couldn't be further from that. Yeah, and it, that like hit me like whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, so, the I think the craziest thing is when there's there's two lines. One is Kane says Bill was there at the beginning of the creation of Batman. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so that means there's two creators. Right. Um, not just Bob King. But then, then, was, then, then he, he, then then he, he said, went to he went to DC, shook hands with them, didn't tell them Bill was part of the no. thing at all. Yeah. He just went ahead and did it. Yeah. Bob Kane, I have to say this, he was smarter than a lot of other yes. people in comic books. Yeah. But to be smart sometimes also means you're a shyster. Yeah. Alright, carry on. Uh, then the other line, which is the craziest line... Yes, this, I know what you're going to say already. ...is that he said, Bill Finger came up with 50 to 65%. 75. 75% of the stories of Batman. I think he said 50 to 75% of the creative output altogether. Altogether, yes. Yeah. Which is absurd. Yeah. And he just admits it. It's an audio clip, and you can tell it's Bob's voice. Yeah. It's documented, and there's even a line in between where he goes, "I suppose I could have helped him out at some point or another." Oh we my just, gosh. We just we we kind of parted ways, and I never thought about. It's like, how Bill, compassionate are you? How thoughtful Bill, are Bill you? Bill Finger died alone in an apartment due to health problems mm-hmm. in a small, tiny apartment because no one with a black and white TV. Yeah, they said. With, yeah. Like, just the saddest death to the person who con- contributed the most to He Batman. created a world. Yeah. Bill Finger was the George Lucas for the Batman universe. Yeah. And he died in poverty. Well, not poverty. I mean, I'm not going to call that poverty. But, you know, he died very, 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 very alone and very isolated. And I would say he was in poverty. I don't, they didn't really go into how. They, they, I guess no. Jim Steranko did say he went without meals a lot. Yeah, went without meals. That there was an eviction notice on his apartment door. Like when the guy mm-hmm. found him. The but, thing that I was wondering about with the eviction notices it, was it because uh, he passed away maybe around the time of his uh, due date for his payment, and no one went inside to check. Maybe he'd been dead. No, had he been dead for a while? No. It was like that night. Okay. No, because he uh, had eviction notices because he couldn't pay his bills for his his tiny apartment. Gotcha. Yeah, it's really sad. okay. Where I was gonna say is, uh, let this be a lesson to us all, though, that you don't let someone go behind your back and not ask questions. Yeah, that's the one thing I just don't understand is. Bill was a great storyteller, and I think his love for creativity and and, and generating media mm-hmm. content outweighed his common sense 
And I think he just wanted an output for his creativity. Yeah. And he wasn't paying attention to the fact that he was being seriously jerked around by Bob. And you have to kind of watch out for yourself. You you have to... Be, you, you have to be you know able to think critically. Like, am I being treated here fairly? Am I am I actually getting a fair cut here? Because it doesn't. Yeah. They never really go into that. They never say like you know Bill like in the early days. They never say Bill questioned it at all. Yeah. It's like he didn't know what was going on because he was just young and naive, maybe. But um, I mean, we could go into excruciating detail about all the things Bill created. Like the original costume was dog crap. Oh my gosh. And. uh Bob tried to cover it up. That's what I wanted to touch on. Yeah. There's that uh, old paper Bob presented with a sketch for Batman on it. Even has the date. And, and he, he wrote that he wrote the yeah, he wrote the date on it. Yeah. And and uh, he talks about uh, or the the guy who is filming the documentary, Nobleman, is talking about he's like there's a there's a symbol on the chest. It's well documented that the symbol wasn't created by the by them until later. Yeah. That. And when, is that like yeah, the whole, so it's the a cover whole up. Cost, the whole costume, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I did this when I was like nine. Yeah. She's like, "Ah, you're such a scumbag, mm-hmm. Bob Kane." And uh, in that, and there's an interview on YouTube you you all should watch with Jim Steranko. Yes. Uh, Jim Steranko can tell a story. Uh, I was thoroughly amused and educated by what this mm-hmm. man had to say. He's a very well-spoken individual, and one of the best things he had to say, I thought, was... Uh, well, there's two things. The most... The, the the most poignant part of the whole thing, I thought, was the story he had to tell about mm-hmm. meeting Bob Kane. Yeah. And then the second time he met him. Yeah. But, um, which, that you should really just watch. Watch it and hear him talk about his, his meeting Bob Kane. But um, he has this one part of the interview where he goes into talking about um, the create. What, what was he talking about? He was talking about Bill's creativity being one of the most... What did he... I'm trying to remember exactly everything he said. It's too much to get into. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm losing myself. But there's so many things that Jim says yeah. in that interview. But you know, you know what I'm getting at, Andrew. Yeah. It was a pretty emotional documentary. I've talked about this to people who don't read comic books. I know. I have to vent about <laughs> like, it. Like, it's it was soul crushing just how terribly this guy was treated, mm-hmm. um, and just his family, how his family was treated. Um, DC tried to just write his family checks and get get that monkey like off their back. Small amount. Yeah. Checks. Like too. ten grand. Yeah. Maybe not even that much. Like five grand. Yeah. Which, when you think about the royalties. A yeah. guy like that deserves... Like, this guy created... He created one of the most important characters in history. Yeah. Forget comics, just Batman is one of the most important figures in fiction. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Watch it. It's called Watch it. Batman and Bill. Batman and Bill. It is a Hulu exclusive, so you can only find it there. But if you have the free trial, definitely take it. Or... Ten bucks. It's it's worth the watch. Uh, then also something that we finished, Young Justice season two. Awesome. Um, was really good. Really well done. Um, an emotional last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, very excited for season three, uh, Outcasts, which is going to be on that DC streaming service. So I guess I have to get that <laughs> so we can watch. Season three and Titans. Yeah, but I don't know if how, I'm like not really excited for Titans, but mm. I'm not excited for anything DC live action right now. DC Comics and animation is always gravy. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, but yeah, Young Justice season two, really good. Awesome really ending. Awesome. Yeah, and just the. The animation with the fight scenes is so good. I was just going to say the fight scenes are the best animated fight scenes that I've ever seen. Like, that whole ending scene where they're fighting the light. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Between, yeah, all of them. Yeah. Was that big? Yeah. Good stuff. Good. Glad I finished. 
So we're going to go into this next segment here, huh? Yeah. Which uh, is comic books. Favorite recent read, which this show is about comic books. This show so is So you about go into your favorite books. recent read. Uh, my favorite recent read is Archie, volumes two and three. And I really enjoy Gotta this. pick one. Two and three. Okay, fine. They're both good. Uh, if I had to pick, probably two more than three, because three focused more on Veronica than it did the gang. Mm-hmm. Whereas two focused more on the gang all, all together. Uh, and there's a couple of lines that were just awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was... Uh, one of them was this older guy, Pop. He's the owner of the, um, like the, the soda shop or the cafe that everyone goes to. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he says, he says, uh, Reggie Mantle is a 50, is a $50 haircut on Tencent head, which is just like, great insult. It's a great old person insult. Of just like you're not worth anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you devalue another person's worth just by existing. Like that's how terrible he is. Uh, and then there was another. Uh, he's there's another line between Jughead and Archie, and Archie is talking about trying out for baseball or something like that mm-hmm. and he's all like how long are you going to wait and he's like it's like I'll, I'll wait till my funeral and it was just like he had this really cool line about waiting till his funeral he's like even then you know that's that's uh that's too short like and it's just like this notion that Jughead would never try out for baseball because it's work it's physical activity <laughs> and he Jughead is the laziest person ever he hates it. But the stories are still strong. It actually makes me feel for some of the characters I never felt for. Um, just really engaging. Mark Wade has really is really great at storytelling. It's just so weird because he's doing very well with Archie, but then he's writing like Champions, which is a Marvel series with all the new generation, and it's very like old man trying to be hip hmm. like he's throwing in like he's trying to have these kids have conversations it's like no one talks like this like this this sounds like an old person trying to talk like a young person but, <laughs> but I, can, I can imagine yeah which is weird because Archie is like it sounds like a modern day high schooler like and it's very well well put together Everything is fluid. The conversations... I mean, I'm a youth director. I hang out with youth students a lot. And it's like... I know how they talk to each other. And it sounds very fluid. And very well done. Um, which is just... He might just be phoning it in for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, because it doesn't it doesn't flow there. But. Mm. So, Archie's still a great read. So, my favorite recent read, and also a Never Have I Ever, is uh, Birthright. I read Two Trades of Birthright, which Andrew um, didn't really get me into, but uh, he had it around the house. And well, I, always, I was always intrigued by the cover artwork. It's very epic. It's very um, sword and stone, King Arthur, Dungeons and Dragons epicness. Yeah. Um, but I remember asking you, would I like this? And you well, were I, like, got the fourth, I got the fourth trade. Mm-hmm. And I was reading that, and then you're like, oh, that looks cool. Like, do you think I would like it? And I was like, you like Amory Wars, so, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and I have talked about Birthright on the podcast before. Yeah, I uh, won't go into, I've... like, detail about the plot, because <clears throat> Andrew's already discussed that, but I, the things that I'm enjoying about it are, we've been given this situation which involves two worlds, yep. a reality world and a fantasy world, mm-hmm. um... Kind of the emotional and you know and physical uh, weight and heartache on this char- this main character from both of them, mm-hmm. and uh, at this while at the same time he's also kind of he's also kind of a villain. Yeah. So it's it's like what the hell? Like 
there's so much to unfold here. Yeah. And um, it was it's it's a story that I feel like they could make it really succinct and just do like, you know, thirty forty issues, or they can make it go on for forever. I don't I don't know how they're gonna do it, but um, clearly there's already what four or five trades out now. Four. Four. And um, uh, the last bit that I was at was when um, oh gosh. Where was I? I forget. How does, how does the very last one end? I mean, his wife from Tyrannos has already come over. Okay. Into our world and stuff. Um, Not his wife. His mistress. Okay. They have, Well, they haven't unveiled that yet, I don't think, really, in the second trade. Does, did she say that he, she was his wife? She said... Well, I guess she doesn't really say anything. She says, she says to his mom, it's complicated. Yes. So I'm just I, I I didn't know yet. So oh, that might be in. It's it's fine. I thought I thought they talked about that in trade two. I don't think so. Maybe maybe well, in the okay in the beginning of trade two they say oh you're gonna marry a princess but that's like yeah. I but then again it's nonlinear storytelling so I, I I didn't know what the reveal was going to be maybe he didn't marry the princess I don't know so right. um but anyways I'm liking it a lot uh, I think. The most fascinating part of the story is the main character is possessed by this demonic entity, essentially, and um, not a demon as we know it in this world. It's much more outlandish, obviously, but uh, yeah. uh, it's really just, it's a unique take on classic science fiction, or cl- classic fantasy. Mm-hmm. Not science fiction at all, but it's all fantasy. It's all fantasy. But the, the artwork is gorgeous, and it... it uh, it enhances and facilitates the story. It doesn't yes. distract. Everything is perfect. Yeah. There's not too much gore, but and there's, and there's not too much swearing. It's still like, yeah. I would I wouldn't maybe give it to like a really young child, but I think a 13 year old could handle it. Just trying to think. There's yeah. I don't think there's any nudity. So no. Um, there are, and there are moments that are intense. You're like what? Yeah, very huh. intense. But but it's it's. It's just a really great fantasy read, and I mean, I haven't read classic fantasy in a very, very, very long time, uh, so it was nice to kind of read, in comic book form, a modern take on classic sci- cla- classic sci- like classic fantasy. Yeah. So, I'm liking it. Really good stuff. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you. As always. Bye.